0: to know God's secrets? Anyone say, I don't want to know? I think you're lying. I think all of us want to know God's secrets. And today, oh, we have a guest that really shares God's secrets, how to get his secrets, how to hear them, how to pass them on. And this is by Sean Bowles. I think he's one of the most exciting guests we've ever had, Sarah. I know you think so, because you cry in the program. You're so touched by it, and it will touch you too. But before we go into the program, I want to share a testimony that is awesome. And some of you out there, you'll say, yeah, yeah, I need this too. And remember, he's the same God that will bless you, that blessed this person. She said, I called in for prayer because I desperately needed a car. And in 30 days, God did it. I got a car. And, you know, I don't believe God made all these nice cars for the Mafia. I think he made them for Christians. And I think we can put our faith in him that he can give us a good car and not a lemon. Listen to this one. On June 6th, I had prayer for my son. He was taking his English exam, which he had failed a few times. I am thankful for your prayers, for he passed his English exam. Now, you know, folks, a lot of times we just see and we think, oh, it's so hard. But we get somebody else praying with us, and they don't see all the circumstances. And I think it's easier for them to release faith. And that's why we really encourage you to call in and get prayer. But Sarah,
1: when you read this book, what did you think of it? Honestly? I haven't read it yet. (laughs) Honestly. No, I read the other one, Translating God. This (laughs) one is like right on the list, top of the list. So pick it up and and help me read it. Like, seriously, you you admit that? I completely admit it because I want to tell the truth. Well, I want to tell the
0: truth. I read it. And I like how he here tells you the many ways you can hear from God. Because a lot of times we think, oh, I have to be knocked out. It has to be a different way. You know, has to be a dream, has to be a vision, has to be a trance. But there are a lot of ways that God speaks to us. You know, he speaks to us through the word. He speaks in our spirit. I'm just looking at this. And in some cases, We see he even calls people by name, like Zacchaeus. And so I think this last part is especially good. So, Sarah, when you read this, it's just going to rattle your cage. It's going to shake you up. And as you watch the program today, I pray the Holy Spirit shakes you up. You'll love this.
1: We are thrilled, more than thrilled, ecstatic, to have Sean Bolt with us. Yay, Sean! Thank you for having me. Completely amazing. (laughs) And so not everybody knows kind of background who you are. We think you like hung the moon almost. (laughs) Not quite. But can you help our audience? Just give us a quick little thumbnail, background, who you are, and kind of why you're with us, right?
2: Yeah, I I am a a second-generation Christian. My parents raised me in the things of the Spirit, so they would ask me, what's God showing you? What are you feeling right now? But they were normal housewife and colonel in the Air Force. Grew up in kind of a ministry home, even though my parents was a lay ministry, and had a heart for it, but wanted to go after the arts entertainment culture and actually do arts entertainment industry stuff. But God called me to ministry in the midst of that. And I ended up going to a church that had a prophetic ministry, specifically that was like one of their primary things, and got to see a love-based revolution of prophetic ministry, which was really beautiful and helped steer that a little bit. And then moved back to L.A. And I have a church in L.A. called Expression 58. Half of it's by entertainment and artists, and the rest of it's just everyday people. And we're just going after seeing really the world transformed around us just there in Los Angeles. And I travel around the world, and I teach people about how to hear from God and live a thriving life.
0: You know, Sarah, I think a lot of people watching us, uh, when they think prophetic, they think gloom and doom. Thus saith the Lord, and that it has doom in it. Yeah. And, you know, it's so not scriptural, but it started out of sync, at least in my day. You know, you didn't want anybody to prophesy to you because it was always bad.
2: It was sin. It was what you're doing wrong, what God's not doing. They read your mail, and
1: you're like, ooh.
2: Yeah. and Yeah. I I think for me... um, I'm always looking for what God is doing and who he is. and So to me, God has this perfect, beautiful plan. He sent Jesus. In John 3.16, he sent Jesus, of course, to save the world. But John 3.17, I love the, uh, the message version says, and he didn't come to condemn the world, but to put it back again into God's order. Or to put it right back again. And I feel like the prophetic does that. It actually looks what's in God's heart and takes what's in God's heart and applies it again to now. Like this is what Jesus restored. So instead of seeing what you're not, I'm going to look for who you are in God. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at an industry like Hollywood and saying this is what all the areas you're failing in. And here's where Satan has you. Here's where all the spirits are. I'm going to look at all the things that God's doing where the angels are and what God wants to do. Because when we call forth what God wants, everything else gets displaced. And so prophecy to me is it's the mechanic of calling forth God's love on the earth for the now. Mm
0: -hmm. So when we talk about exhortation and those three particular things, how does that fit in with how the Lord is leading
2: you? Well, I think, you know, when when you're focusing on people on who God is inside of them, it does cause them to fall in love with God in such a way. Like for me, my dad told me when I was young, when he was having a sex talk with me, he said, You know, I don't ever look at other women because when I look at other women, I'm married to your mother who I've had this long-term commitment with. And the moment I look at somebody else, I'm risking losing that or breaking that or slowing that down. And I love it so much I'm protecting it at all costs. And so holiness, to me, of the way that he defined it was to protect love at all costs, not to be sinless. And so we say no to sin to say yes to something, to say yes to love, and that's holiness. So the prophetic to me is if you're going to exhort somebody, it's because you're showing them what they get to say yes to. And so it's easy for them then to look at what they they need to say no to. You're not in charge of making them overcome. You're in charge of showing them what they're overcoming into. And I think that the old school prophecy is like, let me show you all the things you need to overcome from, whereas the new school prophecy or the eternal prophecy, or or not eternal because we won't need prophecy when we see him, but the, the prophecy in this age is, Let's show you what God wants to do, and then you protect it by saying no to sin.
0: Well, and it edifies.
2: Absolutely. It causes people to uh, feel like the truest version of themselves when they get prophesied over. They start to see the map, the, the crystal clear DNA of who they're supposed to be in God.
0: It's building up who they are in God and who God is in
2: them. Absolutely.
0: So, what about Ananias? And Acts going to Paul, you know, and here he, Paul's been running around killing everybody. I mean, he's yeah. called Saul when he was doing, but he calls him brother.
2: I know. It's amazing because he gets a street address, right? Because yeah. I have that story in this, in this book, he gets a street address. So there's biblical precedence for it. We, we end up going through like 38 words of knowledge in the Bible in this book and there's over 60 we found but we go through 38 examples but that's one of my favorite and then he goes I know this guy in the natural that you're sending me to he kills Christians I, I don't know if I want to go but he he gets the bravery to go because he sees the value of who Saul is as Paul and he goes there and then he delivers him and Paul's able to see again because of a prophetic word, and then he calls him brother. So it's like some of the people who right now who we would look at as enemies, maybe some people are like, I'm afraid of extreme Muslims. I'm like those could be your best friends if you just see them after the life of the Spirit. These people may be not redeemed yet, but they could become the very one that God uses the most.
1: And I think in your book, I love this because you're, you're listening to what God says, and then you're listening and saying it to the person and revealing, this is your DNA, this is your character, this is, and you're calling out that identity. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage you, hop on the phone, and here's the deal, you may be watching today and you're not sure of your identity, who am I? You say, I can't even tell somebody else, let alone me. But I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want, we want you to buy this book. It'll be tremendous helpful to you to really sense that DNA in you, what God has for you and who God has designed you, and then watching God flow that. And what I find is when I say yes to the inside, then it seems to kind of swell, right, for mm-hmm. the outside. And yeah. sometimes... I don't see the outside because I haven't said yes on the inside. Yeah. And there, when I find that the outside's switched off, then it's better for me sometimes to check in and say, have I really, am I switched on inside, listening, attentive, dialed in? And am I listening to the voice of a stranger? Right? Yeah. You talked about that. And I don't listen to the stranger's voice. I listen because I'm Jesus' sheep so I know my shepherd's voice. Mm-hmm. And when that's, when I'm like, yep, 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 then that alignment starts to really lock in better. And then it's better because it swells, it grows, and like, yeah. <laughs> whoa, man, fun, 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 fun.
2: I love that. You know, in in the book, we talk about words of knowledge quite a bit. And a word of knowledge, the way that Paul defined it, he defines wisdom as the Sophia as the Greek word. And it's, it's like um, wisdom that you wouldn't have got from education, wisdom that you wouldn't have got from your own life experience, but it's a wisdom that comes from heaven, fills you, with knowing like a complicated answer that you shouldn't know or knowing a solution to a problem. So think about medical scientists getting a word of wisdom or think about government or educators getting a word of wisdom for how to do what they're doing. This is what God wants to give us. Well, a word of knowledge is past or, or current information about something or someone that you also did not get by experience. And I love Daniel 1 where these, these four young men were given this word. It's a knowledge and wisdom. But when you study that word, or I've taken it to three rabbis of the Jewish faith. And so what does this Hebrew word mean, this Mata? What does it mean? They said it means divine consciousness or divine intelligence from God. In First Corinthians 4, uh, 2, or 16 says that we have the mind of Christ. And that's, I love that passage and we've talked about it where the, First the, uh, Corinthians 2 talks about the Holy Spirit searching the deepest parts of God and his innermost thoughts and then relating it, that to us. That's what having the mind of Christ is. So if we have the divine consciousness of God overlapping us It's not hard. It's not like we have to work for something. He lives inside of us. And as we ask him questions, a lot of us do our devotional prayer life by giving him a list and not even waiting to let him respond. But if we just start to say, God, I'm going to participate with you, not just give you a list. You pray about what I pray about way more than I do. Jesus, you're the intercessor of heaven. So I'm going to lay that aside first and say, you're already praying about that. And I'm just going to ask you, what's on your heart today? What do you want to talk to me about? And, and start to actually engage with God. And what are your thoughts? And you have thoughts. And I know for me, with my wife, if I sit down with her at date night, we have date night every week. If I go to date, and we have all kinds of dates, but date night every week intentionally, and I'll say, honey, what are you thinking about right now? And she just, you know, she's ready, you know? And that's how God is. He's like, I'm just waiting to be included this way in your heart process. And once you understand that, you're addicted to his love. It's so beautiful to feel... Like the most important person in the universe is sharing himself in a present way with you.
0: It's the revelation of his love. Absolutely. It is the revelation of his love. And I think sometimes I haven't liked some people.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I just Absolutely. think, yuck.
2: <laughs> I can relate.
0: You know, and but if you get a revelation of love about them, you see beyond what you see in the natural and you get into the supernatural what they could be and you know I love John 5 where Jesus sees the man at the pool
2: absolutely yeah
0: you know but he saw him whole but he got the man to see himself as whole and I think what your book really helped me is seeing people as He's
2: seasoned. I love that. And Zacchaeus, when he's up in the tree because he wants to meet with Jesus. And Jesus looks and he gets a word of knowledge He says, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree and come meet with me. Zacchaeus couldn't, he's a little man and he couldn't get to Jesus, but he really wanted to spend time with him. But he was a tax collector and he was hated in his region. And Jesus probably, if he was just a natural man, probably wouldn't even like Zacchaeus. No one else did. And he goes, Zacchaeus, come prepare your house. I'm going to spend time with you. And everybody says, no, don't spend time with them. And, and he says, no, I go prepare your house. I know you.
0: We'll be right back. Stay there.
3: We haven't begun to give you what you're going to get. Can you know the secrets of God? You can, and you can use that knowledge to transform the world around you. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Sean Bowles' book, God's Secrets, A Life Filled with Words of Knowledge. God's secrets are shared through words of knowledge, one of his most misunderstood revelatory gifts. Journey with Sean as he lays out this gift in a relatable way and gain a fresh perspective on God's direction for your business, household, and worldview. With your gift, we will also send you Marilyn's Get Wisdom Journal. God knows the big picture for our lives. He knows what situations we're dealing with, and He knows how to fix them. Through this journal, you will learn how to get wisdom for every area of your life. We will also include our Hearing God's Voice Scripture card to encourage you with the Word. Discover God's will and secrets for your life and change the world around you. Call or click today for this valuable resource.
1: Mama, what is this you I when I wander the states of night, my
0: friends, they're dots. There's things they don't want me to see. When you can see my ribs, long, with my hair is torn Do
1: everything it takes. Sean, you were telling us about Zacchaeus. Keep going.
2: So Zacchaeus, a tax collector that nobody liked, and Jesus and his natural man may not have liked him, although I think Jesus loved everybody, but it it identified it to me where I went, this is a man I wouldn't necessarily want to spend time with. The whole world didn't want to spend, Jesus had spent time with him. We were trying to warn him against this man's character, and he starts to say, I'm such a good person, I'm okay, I give to the poor, and Jesus said, regardless of that, I want to come spend time with you. So he saw something, first his name by the Spirit, but he saw the Father And he saw the father's love for Zacchaeus. So it didn't matter what Zacchaeus was or wasn't. He saw what he was in the father's heart and went to his house regardless of the warnings. And I feel like words of knowledge and prophetic words help us to see people a lot of times that we wouldn't spend time with or that we wouldn't want to spend time with. And I I know for one of my friends was in one of the presidency's um, administrations as a spiritual advisor. And he's like, I don't even like this person. I don't want to go spend time with this person. And he had to win a place of love in God's heart before it actually became relevant and where he actually had influence because love is the key to influence and as a Christian, you know, there's all kinds of influences we can get outside of love. But as a Christian, love is the is the way to keep from being burned out. It's a way from keeping from it just being a calling. It keeps you and as the person is your family and you'll do anything for family. You'll keep fighting for family. You'll 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 take the extra call at midnight for family. You'll do things you'll get up early for a screaming baby, but you wouldn't do that for someone outside of that. But love causes the world around you to feel like God's family, which ends up being adopted into your family. And words of prophecy and wisdom help you to connect that way to people.
0: Because you connect to God's heart. Absolutely. And imagine how he saw Zacchaeus. Jesus saw him yeah. as God made him. Yeah, And I believe the prophetic like this helps you see the person as God sees them. Yeah. Because we look pretty much at this or what we hear and read or whatever but when you see what God sees then you enter into his love. Cuz a lot of people I don't really like them. They're hard to handle. <laughs> They're hard to work with, you know. Uh, yeah. You just want to slap them and say goodbye.
2: <laughs> I doubt that's true about you. You're the kindest well, person I've met. <laughs> I met. <don't know. laughs>
0: but I think uh when you get into his love for that person that's what i got out of this book wow. in particular is getting into god's love for the person then you got get into god's wisdom and his knowledge for that person yeah. and perhaps you're calling forth things that are not as they
2: are absolutely and That's you think what about I got. have you ever heard gossip about somebody that you know really well and you're on the inside of the conversation and so you automatically the gossip's not working you're like this doesn't i know this person it's not true and when that happens, when you, when, when you know somebody, you know the inside conversation, all the false information just doesn't even, it's not even relevant to you. And a lot of times the reason why we entertain, it's, the church can be a very gossipy organization. We entertain gossip because we substitute knowledge for intimacy. Mm. And when, you, when you're going after the prophetic, it's not a knowledge-based gift. Even though I'm talking about words of knowledge in this book, it's actually an intimacy-based gift where you actually are falling in love with God's heart mm-hmm. for humanity. Mm-hmm. And the more you fall in love with God's heart, the more knowledge he can trust you with. And you're not knowledge brokering. You're not just exchanging information. You're actually setting forth the intention of his heart and his love for humanity. And so knowledge isn't power for a Christian. Love is power for a Christian. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge endorses love.
0: That's so good. That's the backing. And I'll tell you, when I read this book, I thought of an experience I had. A woman came to me. And I was in Florida. And she, was, uh, she had left her husband. And she wanted me to help her make a decision on things. And I said to her, this is what I heard from God. I said, you're going back to your husband. And you're going to remarry him. She said, well, that's not from God. I'm not going to do that. And But I just had such an assurance of God's love for them as a couple. And she did. She went back. She remarried him. And thank God for that. But see, I wonder how much God wants to speak to all of us. A lot. I wonder how much we have learned to hear. And that's where... I want to be learning, and that's what I believe the book will help you to learn how to hear, how to hear his voice. I hear a lot of voices, a lot of things going on, but how can I hear his voice? And you need to call in for prayer. Maybe you're in that kind of a, oh, in-between situation. You just think, oh, God, which way? What am I going to do? We're, we want you to call us for prayer. We're very sincere about that. But I don't want you just to call for prayer. I want you to get the book. Because I'll tell you what you'll do. You'll read the book. It will so encourage you how to hear. And at the end, you do some things about various things that God does in hearing. And that really helped me. You, yeah. know, you talked about trances, direct voice, smells, flashbacks. I mean, you think, wow, I don't know a lot about that. And I don't know a lot about it all, but I want to experience it all, and I think you do too. So get three or four of these books. Pass them on. Folks, we live in a world that is pretty sad, pretty sad, and Jesus wants to make them glad, and this is a way you can do it. When I read your
1: books, you know what I do? I sit up in bed before I go to bed at night, and I'm like, got my pen and paper, or pen, I'm I'm like... And Reese will be my husband will be next to me, and, he'll, and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that is amazing!" He's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, and then I'm like, "Oh, that is so good!" And you know, and I'm like writing and reading, underlining, and he's like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Dude, I'm serious." That's a, that's <laughs> yeah, amazing. it's phenomenal. But you know, um, this is like, why did you write this?
2: Because I think everybody can have profound moments with God's heart for the world around them. Like I think. I've been with multiple presidents. I've been with multiple celebrities. I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of celebrities. I've been with world leaders. I've been with mafia leaders. I've been with gang leaders. I've been with pimps. And I've had moments in God that could have, I could have never been even brought to that situation without God bringing me there. And I had moments in God where it was a defining moment for them. And I I remember being with a dictator that I, I hated. I didn't want to be with him. I didn't want to be around him. And I just said yes to God, I would go and love. I would make a choice to love. And when I got there, we were like brothers. We were like, it was just this brotherhood. And I was able to tell him um, what I saw one name and then I saw a code and he said, that's the most private. We were actually the first Hispanic nation that was gonna go to war with another nation to expand our territory. That's the most private document. There's no way that you would know this except for if God told you. And I said, God's not with you in this war and you'll lose. And you'll have America and other countries will come against you and you're gonna ruin everything. You're gonna ruin your whole legacy. And he just cried and I said, what is your this name and 13 years old and what you regret? And he said, I did something at my daughter's birthday when she was 13 that I regretted. And I've asked God for forgiveness every day since. And I said, God already says he forgives you. And stop asking him for forgiveness, but start living in him. Start loving him. Start actually including him in, in this. And this is a man who murders people. This is a man who is not good. And I remember just going... You know we we always have those times in worship who will go, I'll go God, I'll give all to you, I'll surrender all to you. But he wants to ask us to actually go to very real people. And for me I never knew it would be world leaders, dictators, celebrities, pimps. I never knew that would happen, Uber drivers, whatever. I just said yes. And I said yes, I'll listen to you. So for me, I wrote the book so people would know that they can go on this journey. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a go book.
2: That's a go book.
0: <laughs> go and expect God to give you what is needed. For that person, transformation.
2: Mm-hmm. Really,
0: it's transformation. It is.
2: If I had I... I had transformation behind words of knowledge in the whole book.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just transformation, and I I find I can open the door with people, especially uh, waiters and restaurants. If I say, I just love to pray. Uh, is there anything I can pray for you? Write down three of your prayer requests. Oh, they think that's the best things in sliced totally. bread. So, open the door, you know, ask God to use you to open the doors of hearts, and of course get the book,
3: and call us for prayer right now. Can you know the secrets of God? You can, and you can use that knowledge to transform the world around you. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Sean Boll's book, God's Secrets, A Life Filled with Words of Knowledge. God's secrets are shared through words of knowledge, one of His most misunderstood revelatory gifts. Journey with Sean as he lays out this gift in a relatable way and gain a fresh perspective on God's direction for your business, household, and worldview. With your gift, we will also send you Marilyn's Get Wisdom Journal. God knows the big picture for our lives. He knows what situations we're dealing with, and He knows how to fix them. Through this journal, you will learn how to get wisdom for every area of your life. We will also include our Hearing God's Voice Scripture card to encourage you with the Word. Discover God's will and secrets for your life and change the world around you. Call or click today for this valuable resource. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God.
0: Everyone likes prayer. There's hard anybody if you say, would you like prayer? No, I don't think so. They all say, yeah, yeah, and they give you a list. But we have Sean Bowles with us, and we're not going to give you our list. But <laughs> <laughs> pray for all of these that are watching. Absolutely, they it's my favorite. They want your prayer. I know yeah. they do. I can tell it. So pray for us, please.
2: Well, I do. I pray that you would realize that God, the God of all the universe, has secrets to tell you about what he was originally thinking when he created you, when He thought you up in His imagination. Ephesians 3.20 says that He wants to do beyond what you could hope for or imagine. And I love where 1 Corinthians 2 even talks about going beyond what any eye has seen, any ear has heard, what He has in store for you. And I pray right now that you would start to get revelation of what God has in store for you, what he thinks about you, what he thinks about the world around you. If there's any negativity or criticalness on your life, I pray to break off right now as we're praying that you would see with a new freshness that God has a plan and a purpose for you, that you would come up higher than anything that's felt negative or or that's been pulling you down, that he has so much for you right now. And I pray that you would just have illumination of God's heart and that Jesus in you would be so strong right now that he would feel stronger than any negative thought in Jesus name
0: you know I love this about the Lord he can create a new beginning you know we can look at the past I blew it I didn't do this I didn't do that but he's a creator and he can create a new beginning for you today so I want you just to put your hand on your heart and say Jesus I believe you are creating a new beginning for me today